You're listening to How About No with Mona Conception, the world's only female Chamorro comedian. And Rachel, one of the world's many licensed mental health counselors. We're the judge and the jury of all things pop culture, newsworthy, and advice you never wanted. We'll straight up tell you no. I see it. We're on. We're on. Hey, no nos. Hey, no no. So this is a new a new venture for us. We're doing this, a, not a, what is it, not a simulcast, but we're not in the same room. We're not in the same, we're in two vag pads. We're, yeah. Two vagues. It's our first time um, recording from separate homes because we've had a hard time finding the time this week or last week. So here we are. To get together. And I have to apologize. So Rachel, your, your vag pad is quiet. It's serene. You have good lighting. Um, my veg pad has like the two kids that came out of there, uh, of my actual veg and they're, so if you hear like yelling or anything like that, they're mine. And if you hear a cat, that cat is also, also mine. That's, that's my house. I mean, with boys, like they literally, little boys can literally never be quiet. So they can never be quiet. Do you know if I was in that movie, a quiet place, we'd all die. Like we would all <laughs> Died. There was no no way that we would be able to survive um, any kind of monster that hunted on sound. Yeah, because uh, my kids would give it up. You know what? What? Um, speaking of the quiet place, I saw like okay, I don't know if creepy is the right word, but I saw the most amazing, intense ballet yesterday. Mm-hmm. And so it was three ballets in one, and. So it was like three different ballets in one ballet because each piece was like 20 minutes. And um, the middle one was this Japanese ballet um, where, okay, it's about a Japanese princess whose husband um, goes to war. And while he's at war, she ha- she's like kept by this m- creepy monk <laughs> and, and he rapes her. Oh, no. And so there's like a full on rape scene in the ballet. Okay. It sounds <laughs> so weird. It was a lot for a Saturday afternoon. Okay. And then after he rapes her, then like the samurai guys come back with her husband's ashes in a um, an urn. Mm-hmm. He died and she flips, obviously, and she takes his sword and commits suicide. Whoa. And, and yeah. then she's in a fiery hell. And, um, and she like opens up the box of his ashes and she like pours them all over her. It was so intense. That sounds like, um, a lot to, uh, absorb. It was so like beautiful. Like it was, it was like the dancing was beautiful and, um, you're going to laugh hard when I tell you this, but like Pacific Northwest Ballet kind of prides themselves on having like a more diverse cast in both ethnicity and body type. Okay. Which is laughable because they're ballet dancers. Yeah. Oh, so they're thicker, thicker thighs. How diverse is it? But they're not like, okay. So the girl playing the Japanese was, she's a Hawaiian dancer. Her name's Noah Lani. Okay. And she is beautiful, and she is, like, the only dancer that has, like, tits. I guess Missy Copeland has tits, um, yeah. but mm-hmm. this woman, like, kind of has tits, so her femininity is, like, it just is extra, kind of, yeah. with the dance. What's um, up with the Islanders? With yeah. The but then the guy playing the 
Japanese prince like was a white guy, so they had to make him look Japanese, which was weird. Uh, yeah, that's pretty <laughs> weird. That's pretty like Jared Leto in whatever Yakuza movie he's coming out at, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So obviously the ballet isn't diverse enough, but um But they're all hot, so like that's oh the hotness oh my god yes and then so the third ballet it's called emergence it's amazing it's it's one of the coolest ballets i've ever seen um but like all the men come on stage at one time and they're all shirtless so damn i was having a good time i mean i got pretty wet i'll just say (laughs) your comment card for the pacific northwest ballet how can we prove this more i need to be more wet Yeah, it was really good though. I would, I highly recommend. Four out of five sploosh mark emojis, <laughs> flash emojis. It was a lot of sploosh. Yeah, um, hot. It was, it was pretty hot. Yeah. Anyway, that's what I did. Okay, cool. Well, I've been. Um, I just went out of town for a comedy show. Um, I went to a place called Chehalis, Washington, and I did a comedy show at a golf club resort restaurant um like who vacations in Chehalis though I don't even know I mean it was a nice golf course I guess I don't know that much about golf at all but um it was nice and I brought my dude with me and it was our first time like doing you know going out of town together because like Chehalis Washington is like about an hour and a half away um and I had I was so worried about like you know about the drive over I'm like what are we going to like do you know and it was totally fine like I don't know how I was worried about it I was like what podcast we're gonna listen to I like to plan things you know I've been trying to get a question oh sorry go ahead were you you were worried about having something to do because you're not fucking <laughs> what do we do when we're not voting in the non-voting times um but no it was totally fine it was just like you know like when we went to Portland like we couldn't listen to any podcast because like i5 is so loud you know you might as well just listen to music so that's what we did oh Um, oh me and you yeah remember when we went to see ryan kyler bailey in portland we weren't listening to podcasts we were just talking too much yeah we were just talking to each other and so it was just like it was like that it was like there's no reason to like listen to podcasts even though i was thinking like i should just let him listen to like all of how about no um and he'd be trapped and he'd have to listen to it mm-hmm. but uh no so we didn't have to do that we just talked it was really it was really nice and the whole you know we were only there for one night we had a hotel which was nice my, um I didn't feel like my comedy was great at all I felt like I struggled a lot but he laughed and he said that I was really funny and he was very sweet about it I looked really hot I had a hot dress on um mm-hmm. hot, like I just I felt really good about my outfit if anything um mm-hmm. That's how I felt. I was on a date today, and I felt like my outfit was totally like on target. Doesn't that like elevate you though? Like when you feel you look good, it's just it's just like you. I can take anything. Like I can totally handle this. Yeah, like Um, I knew I was really good. That other men were probably looking at me, and it's just like yeah, yeah. Yeah, it just, it, I don't know. I mean, I know we're supposed to not, we're supposed to, what, what is, uh, what does like Oprah say and, um, Ivana say that you're supposed to fill in the holes of your heart, like with yourself or something, but it's like, no, I also need attention. Yeah. So other than the comedy thing, uh, then after that, we, 
went to in, this morning, went to breakfast and um, he, we went to like a really cute place called Jeremy's farm to table. Mm-hmm. And then right. Uh, I guess like in the small town, it's also like the nightclub. So I guess at night is like farm to table to club. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I, what I liked about it was that he, he chose something that wasn't like a Denny's or I don't even know. Like it, it felt good. Mona, was, most people are not going to choose a Denny's. So this is yeah. just what you can, this is just what you've been missing for a long time. This is what I've been missing. Yeah. It's, and you know, what else was really nice is that. So afterwards, like usually at these things, like you hang around with the other comedians and you shoot the shit and you talk about all this kind of stuff and like having him there was really nice because he like totally, you know, was able to embed himself in conversations and not make it about, you know, like, you know, the men that I've been with before are always about like, like, I don't have enough attention so I have to make it about myself, mm-hmm. you know, and not even in a funny way, but he was like so funny and um, it was just a really great night. And then even this morning, what was nice was I dropped him uh, to, he had to work today and so I dropped him to his work and he, um, and I felt like Iggy Azalea's like song, like, um, I'm the new bitch, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so it felt like extra, it felt extra good. Good. Um, yeah. Well, um, uh, not to compare, but I just was on a second date with someone and we went to play like pinball mm-hmm. and video games, I guess, which isn't really my thing, but it was fun. And we played Michael Jackson's Moonwalker and we beat the whole fucking game. <laughs> You got to, what, what's the end of the Moonwalker game then? Which wasn't hard. Okay, so basically you it's like you're each Michael Jackson and you run around shooting like gangsters and you are saving okay. the children. So like you save the children and then you get to the last level and you morph into some like robot airplane thing and take off. And then there's a script that comes on and it says like, you know, like you saved all the children and like what has become of Michael Jackson. And it says like something like he lives on in your heart. Oh, wow. That's how you win. You just take him with you. Uh Uh-huh. Which is so true. So. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's good. I mean, I, I, I like you don't really play video games, so it's nice that you went kind of out of your comfort zone a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I can do the pinball. We played the, like, pinball. I actually did a little bit better than him on the pinball, to be honest. Okay. Um, And, like, I can do that kind of thing, yeah. But not, like, real video games. Yeah, no. I don't know enough about any of that stuff to to do it. Um, Other than, like, Mario Kart. That's fun. And Mm -hmm. uh, Plants vs. Zombies. Those Um, are my games. You know, but I really like- had a good second date. You feel like you're gonna have a third one? Yeah, probably. Yeah, we deserve it. This week, we been- both deserve that these nice things happen to us, Rachel. Yeah, well, we'll see. I'm not, you know, I'm not in love, but I'm in. I, I'm open. I'm yeah. in love. I'm in like. I'm in. Let's see. Um. Yeah. Well, that's good. I'm I'm happy for you. I'm looking forward to hearing more um about this whole development. But uh okay, so this week a lot has happened like in pop culture. I feel like some highs and lows, definitely, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Oh yeah. Big, yeah. I mean, the big news I think that we've been kind of watching is like about Khloe Kardashian and Tristan. Oh God. 
I know. It's just, I mean, first off, she had a baby, but she finally had a baby. But right before then, all the stuff that led up to it, right? So it's like, what do you think induced labor? The stress. The stress. That stress. You know, I mean, pregnant. So to find out that like you're a man that you, you know, have been so public about loving and that you're, you know, over the moon and you have all these cliches about like loving each other and stuff like that, finding and then like TMZ showing him motorboating another woman in between two other women while, you know, you're you're organizing your cookies in your in the pantry in Cleveland. Mm hmm. You know, it's just a lot. And like to see her kind of go through that. I mean, especially after being with Lamar for so long and he being like a total freaking addict, you know, it made me sad for her. And it made me sad more because she's pregnant. Like, you know, it doesn't matter like if you should, like when people are saying, oh, she should, you know, have expected this because of, you know, his lifestyle or whatever. I just, I don't buy that. But also it's like when you're pregnant, you're so hypersensitive to everything, you know, like everything feels like magnified. All your hormones are like, you know, it's just incredible the amount of kind of stuff um, that you go through. And having like two pregnancies and having a partner during that time who was a complete shit, you know, I was like, for me, I remember like feeling like I had to like shut some things down. So, cause so the, I was like, you know what? I don't want to be sad because then the baby will be sad. And um, my kids are definitely not sad. They're freaking loud. And they recognize the voice that they heard in utero, which is Dr. Phil, <laughs> which is what I watched all the time. <laughs> I was pregnant. That and the Sopranos. So two voices of men that uh, they they would understand. But I don't know. I mean, what do you think about like how she would be feeling at that time? Uh, I mean, I've never i i don't I haven't been in this situation, but um. One thing, and this wasn't her fault, that's no. not where I'm going here, but if you're, if your type is professional athlete, like just good luck to you because you're not going to win ever. Um, yeah. You know, the types of men who um, become professional athletes, like, you know, have a lot of narcissism. Of course. Yeah. And and just from an early age i mean if you think about their lives right like first year yeah they have had first they've had talent you know like to be able to to break through and become at a level where you're worthy enough to move from like a college level sport to professional sport a lot of people don't become professional athletes you know like they even if they play in college a lot of them don't yeah so a lot of them them, you know it's like a lot of them play for money too. You know, they play for the lifestyle and, and not necessarily like that. They just love the game, you know? So it's different. Yeah. Yeah. They do. Yeah. I mean, I get it. I mean, imagine just how much money there is once you become like, you make no money in college, you make all the money in professionals, you know, when you're drafted, um, so you have a lot of money, you have a lot of people looking at you and then, but it continues a life that you've had for a long time before that, because, you know, since you're a child, you're, you're told like, you know, you're so good, you're so great, all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. you're used to people just kind of like being on your jock. Yeah. And like what comes with money is like, sorry, but women. So, um, 
you know, you have like a lot of opportunity. And if, I don't know, it's just like, people think like, why Chloe, like getting a Kardashian is like hitting the fucking jackpot. Why would a guy do this? And it's like, it's not about that. Right. So. So what do you, so her type is like a professional athlete, but do you think like, what does that even, what does that mean? She likes a guy who is famous. She like, but she also likes personalities about them. Like, I feel like someone was saying like she's a fixer, you know, so she always finds people that she feels like she can fix. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the Kardashians like all have types, you know, like they're, they're not, they do. Um, at least, yeah, at least Kim and Chloe do. Chloe, I think likes athletes like a, because she's tall and they're, you know, like it's like, she can get a big guy you know so Tristan is like 6'10 yeah Chloe's probably um 5'10 yeah okay Uh she's a little bit taller than me maybe and you know always in heels and like you know I'm not whatever but the types of athletes she goes for basketball players are super tall um Mm -hmm. Kim was into more into football players right Um, (laughs) And, you know, a person Mm -hmm. that maybe is busy and, like, has um, a lifestyle not necessarily similar to hers, but someone who, like, has their own life, like, has their own thing going on, which might be attractive to her or to, you know, the Kardashians in general, like, because they're busy. And, um, but I just Mm -hmm. think, you know, you could call her a hopeless romantic, but another word for that is just, like, no (laughs) self-esteem. Okay. So wait, was so I feel like I love romance, I do, but I'm a, so being the hopeless romantic means like you're gonna put yourself in a like a precarious position for the sake of what you think romance is. Yeah. Okay, so she think that she is doing all this because she just really wants love in her life and she's choosing all the wrong partners. That is yes, definitely possible. Um, my brother does that. You know, he's been engaged twenty five times or whatever. So, um. And no one's given him the love that he's received from a horse. Yeah. And like, he has a type, you know, they're like these pointy blonde horse girls. And it's like, how, when has this ever worked out for you? But yeah, but you don't like go outside the the lot. So making the same mistakes. Yeah. I think a lot of people hide behind, Oh, I'm just a hopeless romantic, but it's like, no, you need to see people for who they are. When people tell you who they are, believe them. That's true you know, and, um, I have a feeling Chloe probably knew he wasn't great. Yeah. Yeah. I believe that. And she may have just believed, you know, whenever we're with someone and it feels good, you know, we want to believe that part and we don't want to believe the other parts. We, we put blinders on. That's yeah. I wish I had not had blinders on and then it wouldn't be, uh, you know, no, you know what? I'm not going to, no regrets. No regrets, but... But maybe no regrets, but definitely some regrets. <laughs> no regrets. No regrets. And, and some regrets. Uh, some regrets. And uh, now I know moving forward what not to look for in a person. No con- my vagina is no country for old men. Is how I say it. Um, because old men want to go to Denny's, and I'm here to tell you that, you that life can be much better than that. It is much better. He's... I said, do you want to go there? Because the Denny's was right by. And he's like, um, I put a, I found this place on Yelp. 
it's the four stars. Let's do that. And I was like, you know what? That is really nice. Yeah, he's not a child. He's not a, he's not a child. He's not an old he early bird either. Yeah, he doesn't need a moon over my hammy or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was, it wasn't, it was very refreshing. And so hopefully, I don't know. I mean, like with um, Chloe, it doesn't look like she's going to leave him, you know? Well, I, you know, my guess is um, she won't right away or she will. I mean, she left Lamar, but she still like wasn't an anchor for him. Right. So, you know, my theory is that she might actually leave him because she knows another dude is right around the corner, but she'll still, she'll still like, you know, try to fix him in some way. But I don't think she'll leave him right away because of the baby. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think she's going through like something right now. Like she has to, the whole part of having a newborn is so all encompassingly like it swallows you up you know but I mean even though like I'm sure she has tons of help I'm sure she's not like a single mom trying to figure out like oh do I want to keep this guy in my life because I need him financially or I need him you know because I had imagined this whole life and now it's changing because he motorboated some girl and then also took another girl to like his hotel room Mm -hmm. um yeah, so I, I just, I feel for her in that, that it's just such a hard time. And then she also doesn't have, like, the most, like, comforting of siblings. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, they're all very focused on the show, and they're all very, like, their angles are very towards, like, how can we monetize this? So you can't even have, like, your own kind of tragedy without, you know, your mom being like, okay, so when are we going to film this? Which is so bizarre. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So she doesn't have a lot of self-esteem. So how do you get self-esteem back then? How do you get it back? Like, how do you build that? How do you build it? Well, I mean, it depends on her. So like, it just, this is probably, you know, decades of no self-esteem, you know, and um, it's not like she's ever going to like leave her family or anything, but right. she probably needs to like not be around fucking Kim Kardashian. <laughs> <laughs> Kim, I can't see you right now because you feel like you have the best relationship of all of us. Yeah, I I don't know. Like, it's going to take probably, like, you know, breaking her down to build her back up. You know, like, um, she has... Yeah, what's more of being broken down than, like, having... Than seeing... I I just, like, the image... Like, if I saw my man motorboating one gal between two other gals... I would, it'd be so devastating, you know, it doesn't matter how famous I would be. It just would really suck, especially being pregnant and being like, cause you're so restricted, you know, you don't have the same kind of freedom and you are expecting, you need so much in that time, you know, assurance and stability and all that kind of stuff. And someone like that, like fucking it up because he, you know, he's a freaking NBA player. Yeah. So that sucks. I don't know. Maybe she. I mean, maybe she expected this and maybe she doesn't care that much. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It would be hard to think that she didn't care that much or, you know, at all. But it, but maybe, I don't know, maybe she, if she could see above this, maybe she has the best self-esteem of all of us. She's like, <laughs> no, I have my movie now. <laughs> I think I'm good. See you later. Well, that's the other thing is like, um, you know, the biological clock for women, you know, if she was really feeling that, which I believe she had been, um, 
women do crazy things to get a baby. I mean, they literally like murder to get a baby. You know, those stories where yeah. a woman like stabs another pregnant woman to like get yeah. the baby. I mean, get the baby. yeah, it's an, it's a real urge that sometimes women look past a lot of red flags in order to get the baby. And maybe she's gotten what she wanted and maybe she will, you know, move on from this and be totally fine. And this is, she just wanted the baby. I don't know. I was talking to like, someone about this I mean I feel like I don't know about my biological clock because my I got pregnant so early so I did everything so early so yeah I'm not desperate for that at all oh thank you yeah um speaking of children um this is like that's not even a natural segue but did you watch um did you watch the Beyonce Coachella thing yet I did. I watched the one where she was with Destiny's Child, like, when they all came together. Everyone's saying, I watched that clip. Like, you have to watch this from start to finish. It is spectacular. It's spectacular. Speaking of children, have you seen Destiny's Child? Yes. (laughs) I mean, I was thinking, like, because she, at the end, she was like, thank you so much for having me. Um, She said that, she said, oh, since I was supposed to come last year and I couldn't because I got pregnant, I had a whole extra year to dream up what I would do here. Yeah. Um, and it was so good. And her whole, like, theme of the performance was, like, this, if you could say it was, like, set, um, you know, the theme was, like, historically black uh, university. Okay. And, and um, so the whole set was like bleachers and she had a marching band and like, you know, the cheer- the dancers, a choir, um, all of that. And there, there is like special Coachella Beyonce merchandise. And I looked at it and there's like a Letterman jacket with her new like Beyonce crest and it's $450. And, and you're going to get it. I, I really kind of want it, but then I'm like, I'm not really worthy of this. So I don't know if I can walk around in that, but. You know, a Beyonce historically black mock-up <laughs> letterman jacket. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, if I... yeah, do it. Lean into it. Do it. <laughs> but it's like, it, it was, it's a really cool jacket. Um, it would okay, make it, check it out. feel special. Um, but no, it was just so good everything I mean she is the greatest performer of our time she is the greatest um just hands down Jay-Z came out for a song which was like go back go back to where you came from (laughs) Jay-Z no one's here for you yeah no one's here for you uh at all um but the Destiny's Child the thing that um the thing that uh I said in my mind since I was watching it by myself when Kelly and Michelle came out I was like wow they let Michelle sing <laughs> yeah, because we also saw that video where like she was off on every single thing, and then you know, like off taking off the hat, she fell down. She's like not on in sync with any of them. There's, um, a, there's a meme. There's like an internet meme, or it's a Facebook group I'm in. I can't remember called like Poor Michelle. What? It was like Poor Michelle or yeah, something. It's called Poor Michelle. <laughs> it's, just, it's just all like images of her like fucking up, or her in the back, or her. It's yeah. Yeah, yeah, nice. Oh, then, well, I, I feel like, yeah, if you haven't seen it, you, you can go find it. Um, and then Solange came on at the end, and they had, like, this little sibling rivalry, like, dance-off. It was so cute. I Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm glad that, you know, that they're sisters. They seem like they really love each other, so. Um, yeah, I really, I mean, 
I would never, I will never go to Coachella. I know this about myself, you know, like, I don't think that's in my, in the cards for me, but I really appreciate that there's so much video out there that I can at least watch it. You don't have to go to Coachella to see Beyonce. That's the thing. It's just that she did like a really unique performance. And that's, what's great about her is that she takes these things as opportunities to do something different and not just give you the same concert that she gave last year, you know? Yeah. So she had so many backup dancers. It felt like the, like the Olympics opening ceremony. So many. And, um, so I follow a bunch of her dancers on Instagram cause that's my life. Um, <laughs> and she, yeah, she has one white dancer that she uses, um, consistently, but I love that she, you know, she, um, you know, employs like all of her dancers are black. Her, her musicians are black women, um she's just doing a great job a great yeah job. great job good job Beyonce it's and she has like you know some b she had some b-boys some b-boy dancers and um um I think it's kind of funny that she keeps the one white dancer on staff but, <laughs> <laughs> but she's super talented they're all super talented it's just yeah it's great that's great I mean it's just like what, like when she's on the View and she's like, "You're Beyonce." She's like, "Yes, thank you. <laughs> yes, I am. Yes, I am Beyonce." Um, See, Beyonce, when she handles stuff like you know, your husband cheat, like so, you know, Jay Z cheating on her, she like makes an album and you know, and can like kind of uh, explore it in that way. Even though I feel like you know. She was also super young when she was with Jay-Z, like starting her relationship when she was like 18, 19 years old and he was in his 30s. I think she was like 21, but yeah. Yeah. No, right? I mean, there was definitely a power dynamic that was different. Um, And so I, so you can see like how she handles, you know, like such a deep pain, like, you know, your man that you've known since you were, you know, as you were a young woman. Yeah. Um, cheating on you and then where he makes a song about it she makes a song about it and then your sister kicks him in an elevator that's usually you know that's uh that seems like normal for her yeah uh-huh <laughs> she still has high self-esteem i feel do you follow that um that instagram called every outfit on sex in the city yeah mm-hmm they were like yesterday or the day before, I think in honor of Coachella, we're talking about, they posted a couple of things about Beyonce and Jay-Z's song, Bonnie and Clyde, because he says, you know, the only time she doesn't pay attention to me is when Sex in the City is on. Harry <laughs> <laughs> Fever, you know, that part of the song. Yeah. And, but the, every outfit on Sex in the City, they were like explaining it to the audience. They're like, you see, um... Beyonce is his ride or die, except for when Sex in the City is on, um, because then she gives Sex in the City her full attention, and um, it was just funny the way that they were trying to explain it. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. I agree. I I like that. That's that was what sucked her away from, you know, Jay Z's. Uh, like he, she could focus on something good, like what Carrie was wearing. Uh, okay, so we have that. Uh, other things that are going on in TV news, you've been watching Married at First Sight. Married at First Sight's done a 180. Um, I know that um, some other uh, people are watching it um, that we um, 
I don't know, that listen to us or whatever. But it basically like totally changed because Molly, the blonde, um, she's totally abusive. And, oh, so what do you mean? Like, because before you were saying that she um, was the other way around, that Jonathan just seemed like a loser. He didn't. He was the one who didn't have the job, right? Like, he went in there without a job. Yeah, and he was the one who was constantly saying, we haven't had sex yet. We haven't had sex yet. And I was like, okay, let it go. You haven't had sex yet. Big fucking deal. Um, but so the show sent them on a second, what they call it, a second honeymoon. So they all got to go on a trip. And... Like, Molly and Jonathan were, like, getting along pretty well. Um, and then, I guess, like, she, they were at a bar and she got kind of drunk and she was calling him disgusting and um, saying, like, every time you touch me, I cringe and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and so he was recording her saying these things. And then he was saying to the camera, like, you guys don't see this, but she does this all the time. Like whenever the cameras aren't here, she's like talking like this to me. Um, that, you know, she's disgusted by him and all that. So then they got back home and, you know, they met with the experts or whoever those fucking people are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Jonathan's like, let me show you this video. And Molly got so mad. Cause she's like, how could you betray me like that? Okay. And so but he would have no proof though, you know what I mean? It's like Yeah. And so one of the experts come like, someone. Yeah. yeah. One of the the expert lady was like calling her on it and going, "I don't like your lies, Molly." Um and, you know, because in front of the camera she's just like pretending like everything's fine and that they're, you know, moving along at a normal pace. Um and then mm-hmm. this video comes out and she just sounds like so abusive. It's crazy. Um, and you know, I don't, she's sober doing all this stuff, right? Yeah. And I'm just, obviously I don't like that he was pressuring her for sex or whatever. That's not cool. Um, but she just came off as this like total, um, nightmare of a woman, um, to be around. It was just, yeah. And then, you know, I think the couple with the best chance of survival is actually Shawnice and Jeff, Jefty, Jefty, because they, they have like little communication problems, but it seems like once someone steps in and says, oh, what she's trying to say is this. And what he's trying to say is this, they're like, oh, okay. And then they just move on and they're totally fine. (laughs) And, um, and they got, Got they got a puppy in this last episode. Oh, Um, and they seem like they have fun together and, um, you know, that it's just an adjustment to be with somebody, you know? So I don't know. I think be married to someone and then learn about them and be also married to someone. Yeah. But they, they're mostly respectful of each other. Like they fight in a, they're a little bit childish cause they're young, but they, you know, they're mostly respect each other. Um, so I don't know. It's been interesting to have the tables turn like that. It's, you know, the beginning of Married at First Sight is always a boring show and it gets a lot better, you know, towards the end once there's a lot of conflict happening. So. Yeah. Okay. So um, what about some of the other couples? Do they feature them this time or? Well, there's only one other couple. Okay. It was Molly and Jonathan, 
Shawnee's in Jeopardy, and then um, I can't remember what the other, Jacqueline and I can't think of his name. The okay. Spider guy, and they, um, I can't tell with them, but they annoy me. So, <laughs> so we're not, not talking about them. They're not my favorite. They're just yes. right now. They're just kind of blah. They don't have a ton of um, conflict, but it doesn't look great either. They're just, they're the ones that had sex right off the bat. um, So they started out strong and. um, Yeah, that's pretty strong. Yeah. But she's also the one with the dead fiance. So uh her dead boyfriend. So she has some stuff to work through because she's still grieving and he gets kind of jealous about it and weird. So I don't know. What have you been watching? Um, what I've been watching, oh man, so I'm so excited. I have been watching Atlanta, um, the show with Donald Glover, yeah. written by, created, and one where he received a lot of, uh, like, just a lot of praise for it. I didn't watch last season, but so I'm coming in on this season, and every episode has just really hit it out of the ballpark for me. It I just I haven't jumped in because I was trying to find where season one was streaming, and I couldn't find it, and so I just haven't jumped in. I don't know if it's on Hulu. I don't have Hulu, but I just have been doing it like on demand. Um, and it's been so good. Like every episode is kind of crazy. Um, things happen. So one of the episodes. Um, Hi. Um, <laughs> sorry. My kid just walked in and he's trying to. Kate, you need to get out. <laughs> Bye. Can you close the door, please? Close the door, please. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Again, I need to even close the door. See, these kids are okay. Anyways, um, most of most of my conversations with my kids are being like, uh, "What are you doing here? Goodbye," and like figuring like it's always the end of uh, where I wave at them. I'm like, "Bye bye, see you later." Figure out something else to do, and all the things that I've bought you in this house. There, you have other options than standing in front of me. Um, no, okay. So Atlanta has been really good. So last the this week was good. Last week was like super creepy. They have the guy Lakeith Stanfield who was in Get Out. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the one who was the one who yells "Get Out," you know, where he had the hat on. Yeah. Um, so he plays Darius, and he visits. He, you know, his crazy adventure is that he rents this U-Haul, and he's going to go to this house that has a free piano and it turns out to be like this guy that i guess they based his character on michael jackson like if michael jackson was still around okay. um where it's like a black guy who has bleached skin who was a entertainer and it the whole thing is like so trippy it's um so you know where he gets kind of weird and it's donald glover who's playing the character so he gets into like a real weird sense where well, you just have to watch like that one, like probably the scariest episode, even of this comedy based mm-hmm. you know, about like one rapper and his friends that are around him um, in Atlanta. And so this week was really interesting. So it was um, so Donald Glover's characters uh, like baby mama. Um, her name is Vanessa. or They call her Van. And she's just going through their breakup because they were together and then they broke up and they have a kid together. And she's, it's New Year's and she and her friends um, have been invited to Drake's mansion mm-hmm. uh, for a New Year's Eve party. And so she's like, I really have to go because I really have to, you know, 
if she's doing that thing we all do kind of in a breakup where you stalk your ex and you kind of look at like their social media to see like what they're doing and she sees him like being happy so she's like i have to you know do something for my instagram because my instagram is weak as fuck um so that's she's so set in going to this drake party and getting a picture with drake you know she's like if i can just have this then you know i'll look better um yeah are we supposed to yeah. believe that Drake has a mansion in Atlanta? Yeah. Okay. This show wants you to believe that that Drake lives in Atlanta, has a mansion there, and that um yeah, that so they they all go to like this this party there and um their security guard tell like before they're even let in gives them all booties to wear, like the ones if your um yeah. booties wear over their shoes. Yeah. Um and uh so they go, they go around, they kind of split off the main, one of the other gals, like finds this, finds, uh, she goes with the DJ that she wants to be with and everyone kind of splits up a little bit. One gets like super high and has to be like babysat. Um, but Van kind of like, you know, is looking to charge her phone. She's looking at all these pictures of people who are posting like at the party. So she knows she's like, I want to go see where Drake is. Cause everyone's posting pictures of him. Um, so she kind of explores some things and comes to turn like and finds out that Drake's not even there and that the pictures that people were taking of at the party were like of them with a fake Drake cutout that they had to pay twenty dollars to pose with. Mm-hmm. Um, so and then then the other gal who got really high was with um, Lakeith Stanfield with Darius's character. You know, he's going off and they're super high talking about like how everything is a simulation and how everything is fake and how we're all just kind of like moving through this. And then she's like, yeah, you know what? Everything is fake. So it's just it it like was really kind of deep in that sense where, you know, we we build these lives on social media. Um, but how much of it is real? And then, you know, what are what are they even doing? Um, what are you even doing? You know, like, what was her purpose of all of this? Was, like, show off to her ex-boyfriend? Yeah. Which is, yeah, which came down to it. Yeah. How many things have we done, like, to show off to people, to show, like, how we're, you know, living such a great life? Yeah, that's what keeps us, why do you think I work out so much? To show, to scoobert on these duberts. Like, that's what, we have to show these losers, you know, that we're super hot. and so incredible. You know, in case I bump into anyone and they can be like, what have you been doing the last four years? I can just be like, obviously, I've been doing amazing. I am doing so well. Oh, man. Like, what I would just love is it's so perfect. Isn't it so perfect when you look good and then you see someone from your past and then you can be like, yeah, who are you? And they're like, who are you again? Can you remind me? I'm so sorry. Can you remind your name? It's like, I was your boyfriend for, you know like i'm your son you know like who are you yeah what's your name i love when you who your ex-boyfriend who me yeah all of them any of them any person that liked me at some point and then i've moved on how about that it's just like i just can't wait to you know show more people about how happy i am in my life and that how i i look so good and uh yeah I don't need these losers, these scoobers or duberts. Yeah. Which is Scooby Doo's real name is Scoobert Dubert. It is? I think it's Scoobert Doo, but I just want to believe that it's Scoobert Dubert. So that's why I feel like all these losers are scoobers and duberts. 
That's hilarious. I did not know that. Um, yeah, it just, you know, the world can be like broken into who's a Shaggy and who's a Scooper Dubert. Hmm. Hmm. Um, yeah. So look good. Do, you know, you can, I mean, I'm, I think some like when you see like a lot of these Instagram, um, like people who cultivate a life and then they showcase something and you're like, oh, no one's life is like that or whatever. Um, you can be so thirsty. So don't be thirsty. Be super hydrated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I heard a really funny thing where they're talking about how like Jonah Hill uh-huh. um, has lost weight and the article is like, now everyone's so thirsty for him. And all the comments were like, no, we're pretty well hydrated. My pee is clear. No one is is thirsty for Jonah Hill ever. Definitely not. Sorry, but yeah, no, thank you. No, he just looks like a like he'd just be mean, you know, and not like a hot guy being mean, but just like a loser who was probably hurt by someone and is still like a jerk. Um. Yeah, we don't we don't need him like at all. So no, um, no. Okay, so that so I highly recommend Atlanta. Um, I like where it's going. It's next episode. It, like, every episode is like super. The writing is great. The burns are like the the conversations that people have are like intelligent, and they cut deep. And it's also just like I love things that are not cringy, but they put people in wacky situations, mm-hmm. um, and that's really what this is. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I just wanted to start it from the beginning, so I'll. I've been. Yeah. You know, I have to try to find it um, from the beginning because. Yeah, it's worth it. I don't want to jump into season two, so. Yep. Jump in when you can, and yeah, there you go. Okay. So other, I mean, but I haven't been watching a lot of other things. I mean, I have. I am looking forward to some other stuff that's coming up. I did watch a little bit of the new Real Housewives of New York. Mm-hmm. But I'm not interested in Carol at all. And I don't know why they keep offering her to us. Well, as, yeah, she's gotten annoying. Yeah, I, I don't really care about a skinny woman who's like, now I start working out. It's like, that's not interesting to me. Like, now I started running the marathon. I didn't really care that you were running in the first place. I know. I have a boyfriend who's like 20 years younger and his name is, like, he's a vegan chef. I also didn't care about that. Well, they're broken yeah, up. Tell me about some good stuff. Tell me about like John F. Kennedy and uh, you know Carolyn Bissett, and she was really a bitch. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. talk about that stuff. No one cares about this. Corinne and Adam are broken up, but like still fucking. That's what the that's what's going on. Um, eh. in the, this also season. not interesting. Yeah, I mean, let me just say, Ramona made an amazing Britney Spears. Um, she was really good. Not a not a good dancer, but it doesn't matter. She yeah. looked good in that outfit. Yeah, she looked really good. She looked perfect. And I love Dorinda as Lady Gaga. That's great. I can I can hang with that. Um and then Luann's um Diana Ross was a miss, but um with a black face. Good try. Yeah, but she went on Watch What Happens and said, That was just I just put on some extra bronzer is what she said. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think she worn that much bronzer ever. So that was a that was a choice. Yeah, and then um, in the next episode, 
She had her hair braided, which I thought looked really good on her, but someone else commented that, like, were those cornrows? (laughs) (laughs) But I thought she looked really good. Okay. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't have the energy to really do a deep recap or anything on New York, but I do enjoy New York a lot, and I'm glad it's back. Um, Yeah, I just want them to fight. I like rich, drunk women fighting. So I can't wait for more of that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Sorry. Big yawn. That's okay. Um, um, but other than that, next week's going to be really good because uh, Westworld's coming back. Oh, it's back next week? Yeah, next week is going to be back. So I'm excited for it. I think um, I think it's going to be really, I mean, last season was super fun and epic and I can't wait to see what's going on this time. Okay. I got to find out if this, Dude, I'm dating watches Westworld. Um, I think that's a big thing. Like, you got to figure out a show to watch together. Mm-hmm. Um, my yeah, dude I- does, and he has HBO, so we'll do a little viewing party at his his house. I have HBO, but I yeah, you know what? I don't really know what he watches, so I gotta figure that out. What if he doesn't watch TV? Um, he, I think he watches enough to like know things. He's he seems he's in seems at pop culture um in the know for the most part so um but I just can't I'm trying to remember if we've talked about tv and I just am not sure that we have so we'll have to have another date to just talk about tv like all we're gonna do this date is talk about our tv watching habits um like my guy doesn't ever watch anything but he knows that I have gotten drunk and tried to fight people over real houses in general because we were at a, a brewery like a trivia night I think I talked about this where like someone was talking shit about like real housewives because that was a question and I was like I'm gonna fight you like I just said that mm-hmm. and then um and I was like nothing but respect for my president Andy Cohen yeah and uh so he knows how I feel about that. I'm not, I'm not ashamed to, to tell him to, you know, cause it's like what I like. I mean, I'm not gonna be ashamed about yeah. what I like. So and it, I, it did come yeah. one thing did come up on our first date where we were talking about like Ed Sheeran or something. And he said, uh-huh. like, he said like, Oh yeah. And Ed Sheeran got sued for that one song. And I said, Candy Burris wrote that. <laughs> photograph did she write photograph no it was um it was the big hit that he had um shape of you oh okay like he stole something from her in that song i think okay if i remember correctly i could be wrong but she yeah no i I believe that she she won him something and won um so that's, you know, we all know Candy Burris is the only one on Atlanta with real money, on Real Housewives of Atlanta with real money. So, um, yeah. And talent. She's the only one, you know, with any talent. So. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, she's the only one with any. I mean, she can really sing. She actually has businesses. And Todd is sucking all of her money and he has a big head. Yeah, whatever. Well, she fucking wrote no scrubs, right? So. Let's give her yeah. Credit. Let's give her credit. I I agree. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. Um, at some point I have to watch the movie A Quiet Place. Yeah, I because uh, I really want it. 
want to see it. Uh, and I'm excited about that because I want to see like a scary movie. I'm the type of person when I watch a scary movie, I have to have someone that like I can uh, grab and hit uh, during, you know, or not hit, but like, you know, and like hold on to during a scary time. And yeah. And so I think my dude is, is ready for that. I think he's going to have to bulk up or like put on some padding or something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. For the scary movie. Yeah. Cool. What are you looking forward to, Rachel? Um, uh, I don't know. I don't really have anything coming up. I'm debating going to see Shania Twain, which yeah, uh-huh. next not next week, but the week. it's the first week of May. Um, that'll be a last minute decision if I go. Um, but okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Just after watching that Beyonce Coachella performance i'm just super excited because um i am seeing her in september and i'm just like now i just can't wait i'm just you know she really is inspirational she is she she is she's a survivor she's a fighter i mean she was married to a loser named mutt you know no i said beyonce oh beyonce i thought you said we're still talking about shania but also I'm excited to see Beyonce in September because she's just you just have to after watching the Coachella thing today I was just so inspired yeah oh also Shania Twain was at Coachella too yeah doing I don't know if she was performing was she performing or was she just there just there hanging out with Drake I guess I don't know yeah she's hanging and Timothy uh, Chalamet yeah which was nice do you see that thing that I posted about, like, from Cameron Esposito, who's a comedian? She said that she showed this picture from the social network where they had to, where, how Army Han- Hammer played the Winklevoss twins. Mm-hmm. And then said, like, what she really wants is two Army Hammers and two Timothy Chalamets together, like, making out. Mm-hmm. I was like, that I think I could get behind. Yeah, why not? Why not? All right, Rachel, I think um, this has been a good episode. This has been a new venture for us, not being in the same room. I miss you. Um, we'll try to be in the same room next time. And, uh, yeah, where can they find us? Um, our Facebook group. That's true, where I've been posting. I've been posting some things. Yeah. You've been posting some things, and people can post things. Yeah, um, our Facebook group is a little more livelier than our Instagram now. Um so that's good. And you can write us at how about no pod at gmail, I think. Pod. Yeah. How about no pod at gmail.com. You can write us with your questions, get advice for free from an actual professional and from a non-professional like me. Yeah. Do that. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Rachel. Thanks, no nos. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to How About No. If you like us, follow us on iTunes and leave a cool review. Thank you.